Welcome back to another edition of the Fluff to Buff podcast. This is Jake, and today I have two special guests with me, um, two of our community members that we wanted to do a little spotlight on. So today we've invited Christy and Janine um, to chat with us and talk a little bit about their fitness journey, some of the things they're working on, and just give us an idea as to uh, what it takes to be them and to do what they're doing. So uh, welcome, Christy and Janine. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. It's good to be here. Great. Wonderful. I'm very glad to have you guys here. So why don't we get started? I'm going to give each of you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what your fitness journey looked like prior to whatever it is that you're doing now. Um, And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what we're working on now and what your goals are and and all that. So Christy, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about your fitness journey uh, before now. Sure. So for me, Fitness has definitely been a part of my life for a long time, for as long as I can remember, and it's ebbed and flowed due to life circumstances. And so prior to the pandemic, I was working out probably five, six times a week at a gym that I absolutely loved. And when the pandemic came, it closed down and understandably Mm -hmm. and and tried to work out at home, but I don't do well with that. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I started, um, I guess, February of 21 um, in a CrossFit gym, which was a whole new adventure for me. And I had, you know, been to many, many kinds of gyms in my life, but not that type and learned how to lift a lot of heavy weights and actually ended up liking it much more than I thought I would. And was happy just to be back in a community again of people that enjoy exercise. And then this year, have myself at a fitness level where I decided that I wanted to start to accomplish a goal I've had for a long time, but haven't felt like I either had the fitness level or the time to dedicate to it, and that is to do my very first triathlon. That's pretty cool. And so that's where I'm at at the moment, only two weeks into a 12-week training program, and it's uh, it's exciting. <laughs> pretty cool. So Janine, how about you? Um, well, I guess similar to Christy, since we're sisters, um, you know, had a very active childhood, um, you know, involving gymnastics at a very young age, um, track in high school, um, always throwing, shot put, never running, which is kind of ironic um, seeing what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember in high school, like the thought we had to run a four leg mile, all the throwers in high school. And that was like really hard work to do a lap around the track. Um, but, um, and then from there I was, I'm a child of the eighties, so it was aerobics classes. It was a lot of cardio. Um, and then my friend and I were always the two girls in the gym lifting weights in our high school. So I think we're the only two girls that were a member of the strength club with all the guys in high school. Um, so, uh, so that was always fun. Um, and then, you know, as an adult, it's, again, similar to Christy, has kind of ebbed and flowed. It's always been there. I mean, I've always had that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, based on life circumstances, time, where we lived, um, you know, and things like that, it, it varied as to what that was. Um, and uh, it was always involved a gym. It always involved some kind of, like, group cardio classes um you know I've always loved being part of a community of people um and that's been a big motivator for me um I think some of my best friends outside of high school um that I've had most of my life have been you know those friendships have been formed in a gym um so there's a lot of you know common thought process there um and then 
kind of leading into the triathlon conversation, um, I guess it was probably 15 years ago, 14, 15 years ago now, um, my husband um, decided that, you know, he wanted to be able to do something big and meaningful, um, tying back to um, just a little backstory on our triathlon involvement. Um, we had um, two big losses in our life. So my mother-in-law passed away um, at the age of 61 from leukemia. And then our nephew um, at the age of seven also passed away from leukemia five years after that. Okay. Um, so that was, you know, a, a tough time. Um, I imagine. So um, I get emotional thinking about it. So, um, but about, I guess it'd be about two years after our nephew passed away, um, we found out about a triathlon that was held at um, our Newfound Lake in New Hampshire, which okay. is where Matt's family has vacationed. It's their family vacation home, you know, his entire life. Um, yeah. And the triathlon took place at our lake. So okay. that was Matt's motivation. Um, and at that point, neither one of us were in any kind of shape to be doing any of this. Right. But that was his motivation to do something um, you know, in memory of his mom and nephew. And so we decided to sign up. And actually, I should say we. It was he. He's the one that decided to do the triathlon. Okay. Um, and teamed up with um, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute mm -hmm. and the Children's Hospital in Boston, which is where his nephew, um, you know, received his treatment. Okay. And found out about a program that we could take all of our funds, every single dollar went to his doctor's research. Okay. And it was really cool. Um, so along that way, we collected about 10 of our friends that decided they wanted to do it too. Okay. And so we kind of embarked on this journey that none of us had any idea what we were doing. Um, it was, special. it's very special. Um, and this was before like smartphones. This was before, I mean, internet, but not the way it is now. And right. so we had, we had a blog and that was our community base and everybody posted workouts because we were all over various parts of the Eastern part of the United States. Um, and so we, you know, had this really special group of people. Some of them were people we worked with. Some of them were our high school friends. Um, and uh, so we did this and this was, gave ourselves 18 months to get in shape to be do, do an Olympic distance triathlon mm -hmm. in our lake. And uh, so anyway, so that was the start of our triathlon adventure. Um, and along the way, we formed many other friendships, fell in love with the sport. Um, and the community of triathlon is probably one of the most supportive groups of people um, yeah. that I've ever been involved in. It's an individual sport with a team, with team training mentality. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. And everybody has a vested interest in seeing everybody else do well because nobody has any reason for anybody next to them to not do well. No. Mm -hmm. And what I loved is, and then, so, so Matt did the, you know, he was doing all three legs himself. That was okay. his commitment. I knew at that point I wasn't able to do that, but I wanted to be a part of it. So um, I uh, had two of my friends from work that raised their hands and said, you know, we will definitely do this with you. Not like didn't bat an eyelash. Okay. Um, so I did the, the biking and I had a friend that did the swim and a bike that did the run the first year. And I finished my bike that first year. I rode that course on a hybrid bike. The thought of it now makes me laugh because I don't know how I did it, but I did it. 
And I remember very clearly like coming in transition, finishing the bike. I passed off our time chip to my friend Adam who was running and I looked at Matt and he's like, how was it? And I was like, I need a better bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how much the bike impacted um, the ride. I, I kind of believe that they were all the same. My stepson has a hybrid mountain bike, a my, um, hybrid road mountain bike and he has a little bit more aggressive tires on it and he's got those front shocks. Yep. And I went and um, I, I had such a miserable time. Christy, Christy took me for a ride and I just whined the entire time, eight miles. And I was like near crying and definitely breathing heavy the entire time. And then nothing changed, zero changed aside from my bike. I went and got my old bike, which is like a 1984, 1994 Trek 8000. I put decent tires on it mm -hmm. and inflated the tires properly and then you know I don't have the front shocks on it so I instantly went from a miserable awful ride to something that was still challenging but definitely bearable so Christy next time we get an opportunity to yes. ride I won't whimper and whine as much <laughs> it's <okay>. I still <laughs> may whimper and whine a little bit but it won't be quite like it was but you're right the gear is really really important I think yes. maybe we'll circle back to that in a minute but like talk a little bit about what you're doing now yeah so um so we you know, as I said the community we totally embraced and loved the sport and we um, did actively triathlons um, of varying distances up to a um, half Ironman, which has been the long distance, longest distance that I have completed to this point, um, and uh, which is basically a um, 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike, and a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. So that is a half iron. Um, so we did those many summers in a row and then Matt had a health incident and we kind of fell off. We just mm -hmm. weren't able, he was my training partner, you know, and without him, yeah. it, I don't know, we both just kind of just fell off. It was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I maintained other activities and, and fitness things that I did in my life, but the triathlon disappeared. Not completely, but not the same. Yeah. Um, but in that time, um, I also completed my first marathon. I say first because I hope to do another one someday. Although Christy says she'll never do no. anything with me it involves longer than the running we're doing now. But okay, um, we've all got our limits, right? We do, and yeah. I did. I ran the half marathon that that race with her just to be the supportive sister. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I may still be the supportive sister someday again, we'll but not anytime soon for a half marathon. I gotcha. Okay. Maybe just for some of my training runs. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we, I completed my, um, you know, first standalone, you know, marathon. Um, and I did a few triathlons on my own. Um, and then life got in the way and, yeah. you know, I maintained, like I said, maintained my fitness at the gym and my cardio classes and things like that. But that big chunk of our life just kind of got put on hold. Yeah, Cause um, that's something you can, you can, you can continue to be fit, but not not triathlon, not iron person fit without yeah. dedicating a lot of time to it. Yes. So I think Christy was saying that you guys are working towards um, an Olympic size or Olympic distance mm -hmm. um, triathlon. Tell me a little bit about what your training program looks like. Mm -hmm. So um, 
Yeah, um, you can chime in anytime. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> you just know more than I do on this topic. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Christy's kind of been my motivator to be able to get back to it. You know, it's something that, that I still have this burning desire to do in the back of my mind years ago. I always thought I'm like, I'm going to do my first Ironman the year I turned 50. Well, now I can blame that on the pandemic because that didn't happen. That's the year I turned 50. Um, but I still, in the back of my mind, want to get there. So Christy's my motivation now, and she decided she wanted you know, this was a goal of hers and, um, blame, blame it on the kid's sisters. That's, that's happening. right. You have, cause you haven't been blamed for anything ever before. No, right? I'm you, perfect. You know, you're, yes, I figured <laughs> that's, that's what I believe. Um, so this was kind of my opportunity to be able to, you know, get back to it. Um, so an Olympic distance triathlon <clears throat> is just shy of a mile. It's 0.93. Three there. I'm sorry. Fifteen hundred meters is that? What yes, I'm it's yep. fifteen hundred meters. Um, and then the biking is typically anywhere between twenty-four to twenty-six. This one's going to be twenty-five miles, and then a ten-k run, which is six and a quarter miles. Okay. So, um, so that's an Olympic distance triathlon. So, and that's what we're aiming to complete in September. Yes. Um, and so what we did was really just kind of. Um, Kind of, this is kind of a grassroots effort between the two of us. Um, so we went online and Googled training programs, and mm -hmm. I kind of, with my prior knowledge, had an idea of what is, you know, kind of a solid yeah, a training good. program mm -hmm. at the level that we are at, because um, you can train a lot harder than we are now, because um, some people want to do this and go fast. Some people want to be on the podium. Some Correct. people want to finish. We yeah. we want to cross the finish line. Yep, and that's our goal. Yeah. Cross that finish line. You know, and feel proud of our efforts. Like, yeah. I don't want to struggle, you know, feel like it's a struggle. But I also know that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I you know, want to cross the finish line and feel good. So, Christy, tell us a little bit about <clears throat> the amount of time that you're putting in to be able to train for this so like the uh, number of hours a day number of days a week right. that you're doing so this program to, is around six to eight hours a week of the swim bike run component and so we're doing at least two runs two bikes every week um, and once a week the program has us doing what they call a brick workout so okay. we ride our bike and then we immediately run so that we can, our body can try to condition itself to that feeling, which feels like a ton of bricks, um, getting off the bike and then trying to run. But it's, you know, I can see where that's going to improve. And then we're doing six days a week. Um, the program kind of varies whether it's five or six days, but then it will talk about working on your weakest component, which for me is going to be swimming because I've never, ever swam that far in my life. I've never right. done an open water swim. I'm frankly terrified. But that's usually what motivates me to the next to be able to succeed. It's the scariest part of the whole race. Yeah. If you ask almost any triathlete, it most unless they're a swimmer, right? It, right. It's the scariest part of the whole race. So we're doing three swims a week, and you know, fortunately, we've been able to find like the summer. There's a local high school pool that's open that we're okay. utilizing. Um, we'll be able to utilize the college in town once semester's back. You know, in full swing this fall. So, you know, you do need to like figure out where you have access to things to be able, and swimming is the hardest part to get access right. to, unless you have a great pool in your backyard, but most of us don't. Um, you know, the running and biking, given 
that you know where we live we can do it out our front door which is awesome right and that's been very convenient because well both Janine and I have lived in big cities and it wouldn't have been as convenient to train there sure it would have there would have been more effort involved mm -hmm. um, just getting out of the out of uh, the city might take uh, six to eight hours a week yeah you aren't committing <laughs> yeah. that much time yeah. to and it's I mean, a lot. Just, just your commute if you're a half an hour right mm -hmm. which is probably um, unrealistic to say that you're going to get free of the city enough where you can ride and bike comfortably. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people will ride bikes in the city, but I don't personally like that. I'd rather take a country road. You don't want to play Frogger. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's the other component to this whole story for us was that my sister Janine moved back to where I'm living now. So we are now a half a mile apart where we used to be seven hours. So okay. that's been, I think, you know, that's another piece that kind of fell in line magically. You're, um, you're welcome. I know. <laughs> so now you're doing, you said you're swimming, biking, and running six days a week. What does your rest day look like? Do you take an official rest day where you do nothing or? I So far I'm taking one where I pretty much do nothing. Like maybe take a little walk. I will stretch. Mm -hmm. um, stretching I have found with this and with my CrossFit training has been so much more important than other things I've done in life. Like yeah. lacrosse balls have become my best friends to massage your muscles or massage the massage gun. And like, no, like you really have to do that maintenance as much as you need to do the actual activity. Mm -hmm. And I would like this distance triathlon um, and longer, like you can't fake your way through it. Like you right. have to take care of your body in order to be able to stack all of these, you know, different events together. Um, and to make it through training in order to even get to your starting line. Right. So, so yeah. in the beginning, based on where you're at, what is, what, what was, you're, you're in week two now, right? Week two yeah. of your training. Mm -hmm. Um, how hard do you feel that you had to push to just get through week one? What did week one feel like? For me, it hasn't felt too bad, but I know I've built up my endurance from the other fitness I've been doing mm -hmm. so so far now the swim is hard the swim right. is like I mean I'm doing it and it's going all right but I really get happy to see that wall at the end of the pool every lap mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um so it hasn't hasn't been awful yeah it's in the first couple of weeks really are kind of focused on building your base okay so it's typically in all of them you'll see just a nice like the training program will say easy pace steady pace you know get through your block of time for each thing now i was filling in our schedule for next week which will start week three and now it's starting to ramp up so okay. now the swimming is starting to have you know starting to increase your pace um part of the swim will be you know going quickly and then easing off and so you'll start these intervals okay. um with all three of them same thing with the bike it's starting to indicate you know how hard you're pushing the terrain that you're going on what type of hills or flats or things like that what cadence we should be spinning at while we're riding like okay. really starting to emulate more race-like conditions okay. so that because you can go through all of these training programs and just get through it right but unless you're really starting to you know um emulate what race day is going to be like you're going to get to race day and not be ready so for those of you that are hearing the thuds that we probably can't edit out, Janine is not Italian, but speaks with her hands. So <laughs> that might be what we're hearing, just so everybody knows. I'm very emphatic. <laughs> right? Very much so. <laughs> 
So I'm going to kick this one back to Christy for a second, maybe have um, Janine back clean up on it. But what is, what do you, are you doing anything special for eating? Do you eat any special mm-hmm. way based on this to be able to fuel yourself to, to do this? What kind of things are you eating? How sure. are you eating? Right. So I had already gone back to a very clean eating type of style. You know, I, I, as with exercise, ebb and flow with my eating and how well I'm doing. I'm, I've been doing quite well this year, but I've noticed since the training has started, I need to eat more, which, you know, is pretty awesome but I need to eat the right things. Right. And I need to eat the right balance of carbs and protein. But I'm finding, I was eating more heavy on the protein, I need to up my carbs in order okay. to sustain my energy. And also just drink, and I mean, I was already drinking like 100 or plus ounces of water a day, I'm well over a gallon. Yep. Um, and I've also made sure to add in electrolytes because otherwise I'm just, depleted especially the biking and running and the amount of sweating that you do yeah like you just are exhausted um so it's i've definitely really up my calories but i'm i'm being very um methodical about it and i'm putting a lot of thought into what i'm eating so yes i'm upping my carbs that doesn't mean i'm going to eat ice cream and potato chips i'm eating more oatmeal i'm eating more rice i'm eating things that will help fuel me okay. for the next day. So Janine, um, Christy talked about clean eating and um, you were nodding your head, yes, that's, that's been mm-hmm. important. What does that mean to you? What what does clean eating mean as far as, well, I mean, in terms of this and just in general, what, is, what does clean eating mean for everybody yeah. out there? Um, so for me, I mean, I've, through my life, along with my fitness, my weight has ebbed and flowed mm-hmm. um, and Ironically enough, I'm starting a triathlon training program, probably close to the heaviest weight I've ever been in my life, Um, which previously I would have been like, nope, I got to lose weight first in order to do this. Mm -hmm. So this is a big leap for me to be able to, you know, decide to go for this without, I shouldn't say feeling my best, but like mentally feel, I don't know. It's hard to describe <clears throat> because in this process, it's going to be kind of a juggle. Cause like Christy said, like you have to feel your body, Okay. but I also need to drop some pounds in the process, which will happen, but it's right. becomes a little more, um, difficult's the word, but it becomes a little more precise in terms of what I'm eating. So for me, going back to your question, um, whole, you know, clean eating to me is more whole foods. Um, I've learned over the years that I'm definitely a body type that, um, uh, I'm a sugar addict. So, you know, I need to eliminate that completely. Um, I need to limit my carbs. Um, I need to eat complex carbs versus, you know, like starting that. So um, your whole grain stuff, like, if you're, if you're grabbing yeah. pasta, it's going to be the whole grain. If you're right. grabbing rice, it's going to be the nice brown the stuff brown that you rice, boil for 20 minutes. Quinoa, quinoa that kind of stuff. Bean, okay. You know, black beans, like that kind of stuff. Um, okay. but the good thing about that, you know, and definitely heavy on the protein. Cause that just, that's just the way my body does the, does mm-hmm. best you know, it's higher protein, lower carbs, um, tons of veggies, like, you know, um, and I just eliminate the sugar basically. Like it's, you know, you get that sugar from the, from the fruit and that's yeah. or fruit or vegetables that you're eating and just sort of go on that. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be, it'll be, you know, an interesting, you know, next few or 10 weeks for me to see how it, how it goes. 
Cool. So, but I'm just kind of, I'm learning to accept where I am mm-hmm. and, you know, and enjoy this process that we're doing together. So. It is pretty fun that you're both here in town, able to spend time <laughs> together and do this together. It is really neat. Yeah. Because it, it would be awesome. really hard. I mean, I, I guess you could train, like you said, when you first started, you know, from different distances. Mm-hmm. But you guys, I see you in the mornings. Christy and I pass each other. We wave as we're either riding or jogging or I'm getting right. back from whatever. And she's on her way to go get you or to meet yeah. you. And that's got to be really fun to be able to have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's, I, it's the best motivation. Yeah. <laughs> and but, it is. Yeah. Because even because when they started like 15, 16 years ago, I had just had my first child. And while I thought this would be so much fun to join them, it was just not possible. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. had just had a baby was working full time, had a three hours spent commuting a day, you know, like there was no time left in my day. Yeah. So it's this is like, that's how long I've held on to this goal was when they first started, I was like, I'd love to do that someday, but this is not the time in my life where I'm going to accomplish it. Now we're, you know, my baby is 16 (laughs) and, um, you know, now I know I can dedicate the time to it. And it's definitely a, you know, it's super fun to do it with your sister. Very cool. So I want us to pretend for a second that um, you guys are locked in an, in an elevator for two minutes with somebody and you've got just a couple minutes to be able to encourage them to maybe maybe somebody who has been active for a while but has not taken that next step because I think that's what you guys are ultimately doing you're like you, you you've been active for a while you're doing your thing and now you're finding a new way to challenge yourself I you know I think you guys know I've been on a, a fitness journey but I haven't jumped like you guys have my jump was from the couch to jogging and biking that's been my jump um sell me on it tell me how why you know why I should do it not not Jake particularly but somebody in my situation why should I jump and and take a chance or should I jump and take a chance or I can go first um you know I really feel that no matter where you are whatever life situation you're in exercise always helps and 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 you need to find what you love and start where you are and that is fine there was a quote when i first started running about 10 or 12 years ago it was like you're always faster than the person on the couch so it doesn't matter time doesn't matter it's just i always have felt this way that you, you the only person you're competing with is yourself if you need to feel the need to compete but otherwise do it for your own for your mental health i mean i really for me fitness is my way of like not of not having more anxiety you know it's my anti-anxiety drug it truly is and I know when I'm stressed like get out there and do something go sweat go you know but it it doesn't matter how you're moving just find a way to get moving and if you need to find people that are going to encourage you then you know try different things and if you find a group that's not encouraging you don't Mm -hmm. stick with it (laughs) you know like find find your group find the encouragement and start wherever you are because tomorrow and the next week and the next month you will be further along i really like that i have my mantra for me working out and doing things has been that i'm running my own race i don't i don't pay attention to what everybody else is doing i now the side effects of me just going out there and doing my thing is I was successful. We ran in a, in a race. I took mm-hmm. third in my mm-hmm. in my age group, and I felt really good about that. But 
that wasn't what I was there for. I was just there running my own race, doing my own thing. Um, and it was, it's, it's been really fun. And I'm just competing <laughs> against Jake and not, not the Jake I want to be. I'm competing against the Jake I was yesterday because I think thinking about what I want to be and knowing I'm not there, it could be really destructive to what I, I guess my, my momentum, mm -hmm. but thinking right. about how much better I am from, you know, a day, two days, three months ago, that's, there's a big difference yeah. there. And I think like for me, just kind of going off of what you just said, like what I've had a real struggle with that I'm working with all the time is thinking about where I was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we did, we're doing triathlon, you know, mm -hmm. eat, sleep, breathe, triathlon. I'm not there right now. You know, and I, and I won't be, I'm 12 years older. Yeah. I'm, you know, 51 years old, like things change. So for me, it's been kind of looking at, okay, what can I do today? And then what am I gonna do tomorrow? Like kind of just taking it one step at a time. Um, and that's kind of the training program is helpful because like you, you see it in increments, like I can't look too far ahead, um, but looking at the next day, you know, thinking like, all right, so what am I doing today to get myself ready for tomorrow? If that's you know that's doable um, tomorrow's doable right exactly yeah. yeah and i think one other point to that is age truly doesn't matter in my book because you know not that i'm 70 years old right now but i will be someday i hope but it's start where you are because you're never going to be 20 when you're 50 and you're not you know but you you're always capable right. of something it's, it's never too late either right. is my thing and i don't i like I, one of my very best friends that I met at the gym is 73 years old. And mm -hmm. when I first found out how old she was, my jaw literally dropped on the table to find out she was the same age as my mother. And not that either one of them are old, because I always think of my mom as young. But it's funny how that relative thing happens. When yes. The older yeah. we get, everybody else looks so much younger. And so my my friend, she is she's had double knee replacement, double hip replacement, um, and you would never. She is like the most badass woman I have ever met. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say badass on our podcast, but We're she she is. Um, <laughs> she is like yeah. And uh, anyway. So, um, but she's, you meet people, or I've been lucky enough to meet people along the way mm -hmm. that, I, that are so inspiring to me. They're like, well, yeah, like I can do this. If they can do this, I can do this, yep. you know? And then like along the way, everybody, you know, is, is cheering each other on. Um, but, cool. um, and then my other, can I just say one more thing? My other piece sure. of advice to someone in the elevator is just to speak kindly to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, because it makes a world of difference. Just, you know, yep. like, you know, accept where you are and be able to, you know, mm -hmm. work towards tomorrow. Yeah, like I said, That's yeah. Right. positive you know. affirmations. <clears throat> I say that a lot to myself. <laughs> When I, I was yeah biking or running and thinking I'm gonna die and it's like no you're not you're strong yes. you can do this that yep. was yeah um, that I was at a, a life coaching workshop this was again years ago it was part of another practice that I did but one of the things that we had to do is we had to sit with our partners partner up with someone I didn't know so we were working you know so my assignment at that moment was I didn't in my notebook I had to write all of the negative horrible things you say to yourself. Like when you look in the mirror, mm -hmm. what do you say? Oh, my arms are fat. You know, my stomach's hanging over my jeans. My thighs are, you know, like all those horrible things. She's like, just, you know, write them all down. Yep. She said, okay, now turn to your partner and tell your partner 
that they are those things. Look this person in That'd the face. Really hard. Yeah. It made me cry. Truly. Because you wouldn't say that to someone I'm like, else. I would right. never say that to anybody else. You know, so why are you saying them to yourself? Yeah, that's a great exercise. Yeah. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to thank you guys for coming on and chatting with me. It is, this has been a lot of fun. I feel like I've learned a lot and it's cool just to get to know you guys a little bit better. I've learned a little bit about the triathlon community, learned a little bit more about you guys. And yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on and visiting. Um, I appreciate it. And um, we hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast and that our listeners are enjoying these uh, community member spotlights. Um, Christine, Janine, again, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Jake. It's yeah. been great. Thank you. We appreciate it as well. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.